Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show, so stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, FitPro podcast listeners. Today, I have the great luxury of inter- interviewing Richard Matharu. Richard is a five-figure per month home business owner that really knows how to market and build a thriving business. Welcome to the show, Richard. Oh, thanks for having me, Andy. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to sharing. Hey, that was a very brief intro about who you are and what you're all about. Would you mind giving the audience a little bit more backstory about you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, actually, that I'm on a, a FitPro podcast. My, my background is actually the fitness industry. Um, my wife and I, we had a couple of health clubs that we owned. I was in the fitness industry from being 18 years old, 17 years old, right through to being sort of 30 years old before I entered home business. So had a lot of experience in that in that area. Unfortunately, I didn't know how to market back then, about four years ago. I'm 34 years old now. So the, the recession hit in uh, my country here in the UK, probably tough for my accent, yeah. and I just didn't know how to respond. We ended up in a lot of debt after being really successful in the fitness industry, ended up in a lot of debt, giving my car back, three weeks away from losing my home. And that's what turned me on to saying, you know what? I got to look for a, something a little bit different because for me, I need to grow as a person, grow my skill set, and that's what led me into home business. That's really um, interesting. I, I had, didn't know your backstory in regards to the fitness industry, and I would say that a lot of um, personal training business owners or fitness business owners, um, that would be their, one of their main things is struggling on how to market themselves and um, build their business and a brand. Absolutely, absolutely, Andy. And, and something I didn't, you know, I couldn't fill in the gaps in terms of the fitness industry, especially nowadays with more personal assistance, personal attention, you know, being a personal trainer. We, if people didn't want to train a particular period of time or if people were away, I, I didn't know how to fill in those gaps financially. So my business just wouldn't function if it was quiet because the overheads were still there. And then again, in terms of us, Freedom-wise, we we daren't go away for any more than a few days because people would say, "Hey, when are you going to come back? When are you going to come and train us?" You you can't close the business. So I, I, nowadays, I would have known how to have built that aspect into my business, but back then, I, I just didn't know how to do that. That's great. Now, um, before we get into the meat of the interview, I'd like to ask you a few questions, just general business questions. Uh, one would be, "What is your favorite quote?" My favorite quote, I, I have a few, I, I love quotes. Um, one, let me think of one. One that I particularly like is by a gentleman called Colin Wright, and it says, you have exactly one life in which you do everything you'll ever do. Act accordingly. I love that quote. And what does that quote specifically mean to you? Well, I think, well, I believe that for myself, I was kind of a, asleep, if you like, drifting through life for, for many years. I always thought I was an ambitious guy, and Somewhere along the way, I kind of lost my way. And, you know, you sometimes don't realize how tiny a window of lifetime, if you like, that we're on this planet for. And whatever it is for us, it's only the one life. So for me, it means, you know what, once my head hits the pillow, this day has gone. So every single day, I want to improve upon the day before, help as many people as possible, and just look for some kind of progress in some area of my life. Because time is the one thing we can never get back. 
Right. So basically live a life that you're passionate about, that you look forward to on a daily basis. Absolutely. Passion is everything. Now, if you had to give one key to business success, what would that one key be? Uh, it's actually leading into that question really, really well, that you've got to be passionate about what you do. You know, something that was lacking in our business, in the fitness business, wasn't just the marketing ability. I'd kind of lost my way with the enthusiasm for it, and that was obviously showing to the people around me, to my clients, and to, my, to myself. So you've got to really be passionate about what it is that you're building a, an income from, a life from, because we spend the majority of our times, right? You know, we spend most of our life at work, whatever work is for us. So to be successful, we've got to define what success is for us. Typically, it's related to our work, the income, and the time that that will create. So you've got to be passionate so you can enjoy the journey and not just the destination because there's always going to be new goals and improvements. So you've got to be happy with that journey and passionate along the way. Right. So be passionate about the business that you're in and um, looking and growing that business on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it shouldn't even be seen. You've got to treat it like a business if it wants to pay you like one, but you should actually, there is no differentiation between me and business. I, I am my business. I love what I do. I don't go, oh, I've got to go put some time into work. It's, it is me. It's part of me. Right. Now, I'd say a lot of personal training business owners um, start off that way. They're very passionate about fitness, very passionate about helping their clients get results. But over time, Oh, you know, working 10, 12-hour split shifts and without having systems in place to um, generate some freedom for themselves, a lot of personal trainers burn themselves out. Absolutely, Andy. That, that's where I found myself. You know, we would go away on, on a holiday vacation and I would sleep for 10 days out of the 14 days, literally just, just hang around the hotel because I just would burn myself out so much. And I didn't realize that you know what there's a smarter way to build any business fitness business any business and uh, you know i wish i had have looked for some more marketing skills back then but hindsight's a fantastic thing right yeah yeah yes indeed <laughs> now uh, some of the things i'd really like for you to dig in for us are some of the tips tricks and systems that um, can help fitness business owners um, build, be more consistent and persistent within their businesses yeah absolutely i'd love to share that yeah number number one you've got to have a You've got to have a structure in place that uh, that is lending itself to you being energized enough to be consistent and persistent. You know, like you said, there are long hours involved, and sometimes clients can be draining. Sometimes it can be positive. You, you've got to have something that an environment that moves you to passion every single day. So I would say look about you know partnering up with other fitness professionals. Either, I mean, the internet's a beautiful thing and locally, you know, look to be around people who are looking to lift you up in that professional sense, also personally, and then look to have some kind of coach or mentor so that you can look to someone who has a life or a level of results that you aspire to. So whenever you've got that negativity in your life, you can say, you know what, on a daily basis, you have people around you, you have a coach who's just above you, and you have people who can understand and empathize with what you're going through. And you know, the problem shared is usually a problem halved. And that's, that's I think, that's a really key thing that we, we often see ourselves as competition with our fellow professionals, when really we're all just trying to make our best, best of our life. And we have a lot of similar problems. And I think to actually understand that we're not alone goes a long way to saying, wow, it's, it isn't me. It isn't just me. You can have a bad day, but I can still move forward. And then something else that I really found beneficial in, in my business and what I've coached with the people in is to have some kind of weekly routine where you actually work on your business, not just in your business. 
You know, as a PT, we are, you know, very, very enclosed in training hours. You know, we are there at the point of sale. We are there at the point of delivery of our product, whatever that coaching may be. But if you're in your business, it's sometimes difficult to see the decline or the, you know, the gaps that need plugging. And that can lead to people being disheartened and lacking consistency. They go, oh, I perceive I'm not progressing here. I'm going backwards. I don't know if this is right for me. Confusion sets in. Whereas if you could even allocate maybe one or two hours here and there, specifically every single week to say, right, let me check on some key performance indicators. Let me look at what is inspiring me to push this business forward. Let me look at my goals. Let me have a review as if I'm someone external to my business. Then again, that's going to let you allow to steer the ship back into the right course of direction. And again, the energy, the mindset that's going to keep you moving consistent is all about seeing progress, uh, having those people around you, but knowing that you're going in the right direction. I'd say those are two key ways. You can almost guarantee that you're going to stay consistent by surrounding yourself with the right people and knowing which direction you're moving in. So it's impossible for you to go too far off of the path. Right. Yeah. I'd say for a lot of personal training business owners that have their own businesses that work it alone, you know, there's not that accountability factor that you have where you're answering to a boss or somebody watching over you, you're kind of on your own. And that's where that key coach and or mentor that um, is going through it or can hold you accountable to what your specific goals are is really uh, beneficial to your business. Absolutely. And and something I would add that, you know, is from a marketing perspective, I've kind of put my marketing cap on now, but it does help with consistency is, you know, be bold, know who it is that you want to work with. You know, we say an avatar, you should be able to close your eyes and see the exact person who it is that you want to help. Why do you want to help that person? Why is it important for fitness or health or whatever it is that your personal trainer is going to provide for them? Maybe it's a social aspect. Maybe it's a, a you know a certain type of fitness aspect. Why is it that, that that type of the person, that avatar, inspires you? And what are you hoping to achieve with them? Because something that we all try and do is appeal to everyone. You know, any, everyone. So we appeal to no one. You know, and, and I think in a lot of circumstances, fitness professionals, every professional, I know I made this mistake. If we could kind of plant a flag in the ground and say, you know what, I really want to help these people. This is the absolute person I'm looking for and reflect that in your language, your marketing, your brand. Then you will attract that group of people and you're always then hanging out with people who inspire you and who, who you know, turn you on in a professional sense. So that's going to keep you consistent too because that enthusiasm is going to grow instead of kind of de- decline. Right. And I can say that's definitely true. I know when I first started my business, you know, if somebody were to have asked me, who, what, who do you serve? I would say, I can train anybody. Give me an athlete, give me a senior. It doesn't yeah. matter. But um, now having ran my business for um, 10 plus years, you know, I know who my specific market is and that's who I target in every marketing piece through my website. And that's the same that most personal trainers or all personal trainers, I should say, should be marketing to a specific audience, one that they know that they serve and that, um, they enjoy working with. Absolutely. You're 100% right there, Andy, 100%. So some of the keys to staying consistent and with your business are creating a structure, uh, finding a coach or mentor, figuring out a weekly routine where you can work on your business and not in your business, and also marketing specifically to who your um, specific avatar or um, niche market is. Absolutely. Perfect summary. Now, do you have any other... um, tips or tricks in regards to consistency and or persistence with your business? 
Yeah, definitely. I think I would add one one more that would be very useful, which it's kind of easy to neglect, and that is progress within your personal education. You know, something in our industry that we promote a lot is is a concept of what we call ILT, Invest, Learn, Teach. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of our clients... You know, when I was a personal trainer, because I was so working so hard to, you know, trying to make a make a living and, and trying to, you know, get some time just to rest and recuperate, I'd stopped investing in my education. So my training programs, my nutritional knowledge, everything was becoming stale. So people could feel that, people could see that, my clients could. If you can apportion even 20, 30 minutes every day or every other day, whatever it is that you can do consistently in your business to actually work on your communication skills, your knowledge, you know, your, your trade-specific information, mindset, motivation, things that you're interested in but also will apply to your business, you're always going to learn something new. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. And if you're fresh, your knowledge is fresh, and you pass that on to your clients, you're going to be the go-to person in your area, and you're also going to benefit from that improvement and progress that we all crave as, as a species, let alone the fitness industry. We all want to see progress. Right. And for the trainer that is, um, you know, knee deep in their learning and bringing in new things, uh, it's also important for them to broaden their horizons in regards to sales and marketing because that's what's going to drive people through the door. It's not enough just to open up your doors and say, here I am. Or enough to just be a good trainer. You know, there are a lot of poor trainers that are building really good businesses because they know how to market themselves. So marketing and being able to close sales is really key to um, growing your business. Absolutely. Look how many celebrity trainers are around these days. And if you look at, you know, where why their business is thriving, it's from the PR, it's from the marketing, it's from them having an ability to position themselves and their business in front of a large audience. They're not necessarily bad trainers, but they're definitely not a clear, you know, cut educational skill set above the rest of the industry. Right. And ultimately what it comes down to is not how many uh, letters you have behind your name, but how you're willing to step up and help other people with what it is that they have is their need. Absolutely. I, I would say a little bit of a marketing tip for someone who maybe has kind of listened to your podcast and going, wow, yeah, that's me. I don't know how to market. Always look at the benefit of the benefit. You know, we always have a habit of being technical because we perceive that's what people want. Oh, this is going to tighten up your abs. So this is going to do this. or this is going to do that. This is going to help your cholesterol. Now, that is important. We know that. But the average person or the general population, they want to know the benefit of that. You know, this is going to tighten your abs. You know, instead would be better to say, hey, imagine how it would feel when you can pull those trousers on that you haven't had for long for five years and you fit in them comfortably and the rest of your wardrobe suddenly opens up to you. That's the benefit of that benefit and that is far more powerful to move people to action than talking about the, the technical or the measurement side of it because people buy an emotion with only a few little facts mixed in. Right, and ultimately people want to know what's in it for them. Um, I've heard it said, you know, a lot of times W-I-I-F-M, you know, what's in it for me in regards to training with you? Oh, that's what everybody's asking themselves in every single situation we ever ever approach. Well, what's in it for me? Why should I do this? And your clients, as fitness professionals, they're asking themselves, why should they work with you? Why should they invest in you? Is it going to be worth their time? What are they looking to get out of it? And if they perceive that value that, hey, what I'm going to put in is going to be more than return in results and the way I feel about myself, then it's an easy sale to make. Yeah, I'm, you're spot on with the advice that you're giving. I really appreciate the, um, the knowledge that you're passing on to the audience. Now, Thank um, you. Thank you. Some of the ways um, 
on your website, you had a specific five keys to how somebody can create success for themselves. Um, and those five keys were um, more desire than excuses, consistency tramps talent, invest in yourself, free is often expensive, and number five was value. Would you mind um, digging into each of those a little bit deeper and what you mean behind those? Yeah, sure. So if you could kind of give me the titles on the list again, because I, uh, I, I remember. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Um, the I'm first one, that. I can't remember the exact title. So what was the first one again? I'll, I'll dig in. The first one was more desire than excuses. Perfect. Thank you, Andy. So yeah, I know I was someone who perceived that I was passionate and I wanted to move forward in business, but we all have a story. In, in a nutshell, we all have a past. We all have circumstances. You know, We can all tell a story of woe about where we've been mistrusted or where we've had bad things happen to us. Now, we all get to choose how we use that story. So for me personally, you know, at the position that I was looking at changing my life, improving my life, I was £40,000 in debt. My health was suffering. I was so stressed out with losing someone close to me as my father figure. Um, you know, I, I would walk around the house for hours just not knowing what I was doing. I was just, I was experiencing something that I hadn't faced before. I'd become a father. We're about to lose our home. So I had all this going on. And there's many people in so much worse situations than that. But for me, relatively, that was the lowest point in my life. Now, I had a decision to make. I could choose to use that story as a crutch that holds up my excuses as a reason not to succeed. And people would have accepted that. Have you ever noticed how when you speak to people about failure, they almost encourage it? Ah, well, you gave it a go. Yeah, maybe better next time. Oh, don't worry. You know, they kind of, oh, woe me. They kind of rub you on the back and, you know, pat you on the back and rub your belly. Whereas, you know, we can choose to use that story as a springboard and the very reason to succeed. See, when someone turns around and says, hey, this is the difficulties in my life, I can say, hey, well, imagine if you can succeed despite of that. How many people do you think are out there right now who would listen to your story but wouldn't pay a single bit of attention to me because they don't relate to me? Each of us has a story that we can choose to tell and inspire even one person to say, wow, if that guy can do it, if that girl can do it, if they can turn their life around and be an inspiration in the fitness industry or whatever your, your, your background or your profession is, then I can do that too. So we owe it to the people who are looking to us or who, we may, who may look to us in the future and ourselves with that one life, like that quote I just shared, to say, you know what? i got a choice to make. Am I going to take the crutch or am I going to take the ladder? And am I going to use my passion, my experiences, maybe even some negative circumstance to say that is the very, very reason why I should succeed and why I want to succeed so bad? Right. Yeah, that's huge. You know, change, uh, just as an example of how powerful language is, you know, change begins with it, within the language that we speak to, to ourselves. And that is key in regards to whether you're going to let uh, your language of excuses dominate or if you're going to... Um, rise above that and um, not let those excuses stop you from being successful. Oh, definitely. You know, your brain will look for ways to make happen in reality, whatever it is, the language you're saying to yourself and outwardly. I, I see it every day. I get so many people ask me for coaching every day. And I can tell within 20, 30 seconds of a conversation at what point they're at. I mean, some people will be, oh, I wish I could do this, but, you know, I'm so terrible at it. I don't think I can do this. I can't get success. I'm like, well, you just spoke, you know, you just talked yourself out of it. Right. You should say, hey, it's challenging, but I'm going to do better. Right, or, hey, this is difficult, but I reckon I can improve. That's far more self-serving language. Right. That's where that importance of um, you know, positive self-talk and positive affirmations comes into play. 
depth. And we know about that in the fitness industry, right? You know, so there's, there's going to be, especially if you're training elite athletes who, or even right at the beginning, someone who's self-conscious, it's a big deal for them to be able to overcome that feeling of pushing that last 2% to beat the competitor. Or the, you know, the, the vastly overweight person who's real, real facing a challenge just to go out in public and be seen in exercise clothes. A mindset, we can all benefit from improved mindset. Absolutely. Now, um, number two was consistency trumps talent. Yeah. Again, this is kind of a mindset one. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, those kind of results are for someone other than me. You know, have you ever felt that way? You look at somebody and you go, okay, well, they must have had some special circumstance. They must have this, you know, they, people say to me now, I have a lot of improvements to make, but people say, Richard, it's okay for you. You have a following, you have a website, you're comfortable on camera. And I say, hey, you know, I, I wasn't born that way. None of this came natural. I never have ever had a natural skill for anything in my life, but I understood that what I could control was my work ethic. And I said to my mentor, still my mentor today, I said, hey, none of these things come easy to me, but you know what? No one's ever going to work harder than me, and I can control that. And that's what I did. I saw many, many, many people in the companies that I've been in, in the business, in the industry. I saw many people be here far longer than me, but they spent so much time on thinking that they lacked something and either a special set of circumstances and skills. But while they were doing that, I was going about my business in quiet, consistently small steps, but I overtook them, overtook them, overtook them until I hit five figures per month and I'll go far beyond that because, again, I work hard and I work smart while other people are kind of wishing it into fruition. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. One of my uh, mentors, um, Eric Lofholm, says results take as long as they take. Don't focus on the results but focus on your actions and taking daily action towards what your goals may be. Absolutely. A lot of people are looking for a magic number. Well, Richard, how many clients will I need before I, you know, to speak to before I can get this amount of money? Or how much will I need for this goal? I say until. You should have an attitude of until. If this is a lifestyle and a passion for you, it isn't a magic number. It is, well, it doesn't really matter what the number is because I will keep going no matter what. You know, there's a quote. It says, um, I'll either find a way or I'll make one. That's the way to approach your life. Yeah, that's really good. Now, um, number three, you have invest in yourself, which you kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Yeah, I, that's that's exactly the point I was making in that in that series. There was, you know, if we stop investing, we stop growing. And if your habits, if you get comfortable with your habits, as in not investing in yourself, if that's a habit right now to try to play it safe every single financial opportunity and, and kind of turn away from learning, well, then if you're happy with your results, that's fine. But if you're not comfortable with your results, you shouldn't get comfortable with that particular habit. Because I asked the question to some, some clients. I said, well, this, you, you want the results kind of up here, and you're telling me that your skill set and your habits are down here. Unless you invest in yourself to improve those skills, how else do you ever expect that to happen? Like telepathy, just look, you know? I mean, how else are you going to bridge that gap if you want to be better but you're not willing to learn from people better than you. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. You've got to invest in yourself if you want to improve in anything in life. Right. Just like if, you know, professional athletes have a coach and that's to make them better. It's the same. If you want to get better, you have to have somebody that's going to either mentor you or coach you to reach those points that you want to reach. Definitely. We've got to, we've got to drop this attitude that a lot of us tend to have. I see this a lot of people of, I want to do it all by myself. Right, We have something to prove. I'm going to get there and I'm going to be the top of the mountain and all by myself. Take a look around at the top, top professionals in any industry, fitness, home business, any industry. They're part of a, they're a spearhead of a team. 
They have, they, do you really think that they do, you know, their accounting and they really take care of all their marketing and all these different facets of their business? Of course not. The smart thing to do is to go find someone better than you in that area and learn from them. It, it just makes sense. Yeah. And, and number four you have is free is often expensive. Yeah, a lot of times we kind of look at the bottom line over everything else. You know, this is one of the reasons that, that led to my down, demise and, and eventual having to release that business in health and fitness. You know, instead of looking at, I was asking myself the wrong questions. And instead of how can I grow my income, how much will, if I invest this much, how will that return for me? Instead, all I was asking myself was, wow, you know, that's expensive. Or how can I cut costs here? How can I... Can I find a way to get this for free instead of paying for it? And what happens is we waste the most precious commodity of all, and that is time. You know, I would look around for weeks and weeks and weeks, months and months and months, trying to create a website on the cheap for my business. I could have saved so much time and stress by going and paying a little bit more and having something done the correct way. And I feel a lot of us have got this fearful decision-making mentality of, well, if that costs a little bit more, then that's a little bit of chunk of money I can't afford. You know, there's obviously a limit, but we've got to look at the value and the return of that investment and the time to factor into that formula, not just, oh, this is a little bit cheaper, so it's a smarter choice, because it often isn't. Right. Yeah, and it often, often hinders your business. Yeah, free. who can give free advice, right? Everyone. So a lot of the times when you get free advice and, oh, they've only got free advice to offer – Everybody's an expert, right? And when you actually take a you know, take a, a look at the people who you're listening to in specific areas of your of your life and your business, you may have a lot of respect for the people around you in certain areas. But if they aren't don't have a, a fitness business that is at the level that you aspire to, then you have no right giving them your ear. Because if you take somebody's opinion, you also take their results. Right. And the last one you have is value. Yeah, value is so, so important. You know, we, I highly invite people to have what's called an ascension model. You know, I don't know how business-specific your audience is, but basically you've got to have a, a flow of services that allow people to come in at the free level and move through the investment and the value and pause or wait at whatever level they feel kind of comfortable for them. So for me, for example, and you can apply this to fitness, you know, I have free information to help other business owners. So they come to me through these free, valuable posts that I give away for free. Now, so a group of those people will buy my, uh, you know, my lowest priced product, and then they'll move up and up and up and up, and right up to the highest coaching level. So you want to have the same thing in your fitness business. You know, do you have free value out there? What's the value? Why should someone come and work with you? What are you putting out there in a blog or a website or a podcast or some kind of content, even if it's just face-to-face networking? How are you showcasing your skills by delivering value to your audience or prospective audience so that they can then be attracted to you and they will then move that business model? Of, Do I just want to buy one session or five sessions or 10 sessions or take the monthly package and then move on to the nutritional package? You know, Have all these steps set up and attract them with value at every single place. You want to ask yourself, whatever you charge, what your rates are, what your investment is that you ask for, does the client, do they get back more in terms of value than their financial investment? You want to set a strong, strong habit, which will make them buy more, of going, wow, this this was $20, or this was $100, and this is what I get back? Man, I, I, what, what do they do for $500? Man, that must be phenomenal. So you want to train your audience to know that value is what you lead with and you're always going to have the scales in their favor, so to speak. 
Right. So basically by adding value to your marketplace, that would be one step, you know, getting them maybe to your website, getting them to opt in to your newsletter list for your free information. And then from there, taking transitioning them to a complimentary consultation and training session. And then from that complimentary consultation to a um, paying monthly client. Absolutely. That is, that is the only way I would do it. If I was back in fitness, I would have a website that delivered content, attracted people who would opt in, and I would follow up with those people. If they were international, I would follow up with them and see if they wanted to do a virtual, some kind of nutritional plan or an exercise plan they could do at home. If they were local, I would call them up and see if they wanted to do a local consultation. And then from those people, you're going to be able to learn about them as individuals and go, hey, you know what? Chatting to you, the best program for you would be this one. And they feel respected. They feel valued. And let's face it, your income is 100% the level of value you put out into the marketplace, 100%. You earn exactly what you're worth. Right. And um, one of the ways that personal training and or business owners can enhance their businesses by creating uh, multiple streams of revenue. Um, Can you give the audience a little bit idea of how they can go about creating those multiple streams of income? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are many ways that you can do that. I... I particularly like the model of network marketing. There are many health and wellness companies in that area. And the reason that I like that model is a lot of the skills that I lacked and skills that I don't even want to deal with are outsourced by the company. So for people who aren't familiar, network marketing is a business model where a company will, like a franchise, they will create a product, they will create marketing, they will give you training skills, and then you get a percentage of commission of the, the product when you sell that. And they will also, you know, a lot of the times it's a monthly amount, so you have this residual income coming in. I like that business model. It's the fastest growing business model on the planet. And it's a very simple, not even transition, it's a simple inclusion into a fitness professional's kind of tool belt because you're already talking to people right. about the type of products and services that those companies offer. And there's such a vast choice They can go and choose what they see as a comfortable fit and what they're passionate about. And then also, like we just touched on that Ascension model, you know, you want to have something that's working for you online, hopefully, you know, you want to have something online where you have, say, a blog, and on that blog, you have a couple of things in place, like products that can be bought digitally or mail order or something that can run itself. So that all you need to do is drive people there and then they will buy your products as well as you deliver in physical sessions. And now the position you can move towards is with the network marketing and with the online marketing, you can be in a position where all your bills and more and a profit are covered with or without you physically delivering a single session. Now the pressure is off. Now your business can thrive. And now you can start to see that real power of having multiple income streams as a fitness professional. Right. Yeah, that's huge. That's um, awesome advice. I know with uh, network marketing, um, that's one of the things that I was not really familiar with up until more recently. And mm-hmm. um, for me, it just is a no-brainer. You know, Why would I want to uh, refer somebody to a business outside of my business that I don't get any sort of commission or money for, for a product that I don't know what they're going to get? And half of the time when I would refer somebody to my local nutrition shop, my client would either be calling me or texting me, asking me, what did you ask me to get again? Or, you know, what am I supposed to get? So when I have this specific product that I know is going to be beneficial for them and is of high quality, it's just a no brainer for me to recommend um, my nutritional product line to them. Yeah, and also, Andy, you know, the, your audience will actually get annoyed with you if you don't have the option for you. People suddenly think, oh, should I be selling this stuff? Should I? Absolutely, because they trust you. They like you. 
Right. They've already chosen you, and they and they want to work with you in every sense. So if, if you if they say, hey, I'd really like to accelerate my results, or I'd really like to get a you know something you know something specific to a nutritional product, and you say, I got nothing for you, they go, why not, Andy? You're meant to be my fitness professional here, you know, and I'm looking to you for help and guidance, but you have these missing pieces to the puzzle that that will need to complete. So they have to go elsewhere, and they will actually be annoyed with you that it isn't convenient and right with them with you, someone they trust. Right now. Um in closing, um, do you have any other golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? Yeah, I, I would. I would say more on the mindset side of things. Something really, really, really powerful that you really must do on a daily basis is affirmations. You know, I, I used to overlook these so, so often and think, yeah, you know what? Just give me the business, give me the structure, give me the tip or the tactic, and that'll do me. But you know, our mind is like people go through life like feathers. You know, and just blown around in the wind wherever it goes. Now, if you had a way of actually pointing a fan at that feather, you could get it to go where you wanted to. And that's the same with your mind. If you can write a series of sentences, maybe just four or five, that are as if you've already achieved the goal that you want and read them in the morning and read them at night, you'll be surprised at the opportunities that you now start to see because your mind has switched on to that. You know, I am the best fitness professional or I am earning this much per month or whatever it is your goals. I have, I'm the best father and husband. I am the leader of the leaders work with. I, there's a couple of mine. And it really just does hone down your mind onto laser focus to this is what I'm looking for in my life. And when you go to sleep, right, we've all seen a movie and then dreamt about it. It's the same with that. You can kind of program yourself to look for ways to make those things happen. So definitely, definitely have some affirmations, four or five of them, read them every morning every night and you'll be amazed at over a course of time the action you'll take and the results that you'll start to appreciate from that yeah that's great yeah that's one of the um pleas i picked up from the thinking grow rich book um those positive affirmations in the morning and night and I, they really have a huge impact on your business absolutely absolutely now uh, what are you currently reading I'm currently reading, I'm actually reading a, a funnel, a marketing book called Dotcom Secrets. It's uh, by a gentleman called Russell Brunson. I, uh, I love online marketing. I'm a student of the game and he is a master at online marketing, specifically you know, putting people through different funnels of value and what to say in your emails and how to structure it. So I'm reading that for the second time. I, uh, I love that book. I'm restructuring some things and it's helping a lot. That's great. Yeah, I actually have that book myself, and I haven't had the opportunity to dig into it yet. So um, you, I would, uh, I will definitely be doing that from uh, hearing that you've gotten some value out of that. Oh, definitely. If you're marketing online and you're building a funnel, it's an essential book. I would say if you're in that area. And what is your favorite self-help and/or business book of all time? Uh, I have two on self-help, how to win friends and, and influence people. Uh, I'm not someone that finds that easy. So to actually read and open my eyes up to how to communicate better was a real helpful skill in my in my business. And then The E-Myth Revisited is a book that somebody gave me which doesn't really apply too much to what I'm doing now, but some of the concepts in there about working on your business, not just in your business. And kind of having this model of being able to remove your physical time from what you do so you can have freedom as well as an income, they were introduced to me in that book, The E-Myth Revisited. Yeah, those are two really great books. I definitely have those in my library. Um, one of the big things we recommend for personal training and or business owners is into being a good business book and or marketing book on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Part of that mindset, part of that personal development, and like we discussed, part of that advancing that skill set and feeling that positive progress. Now, how can the audience um, find out more about you and connect with you? 
Yeah, a couple of places, I guess. Uh, RichardMathru.com is my website. That is more specific to home business owners. So perhaps for your audience, I have a Facebook page. If you if you type in Richard Mathru on Facebook, I'm the only one on there. You will see me pop up easily, and you know, feel free to call out and uh, and say hi and like my page. Awesome. I will definitely include those links in the show notes. I want to thank you for the, your time and all the valuable content you've provided to the audience. Absolute pleasure. I appreciate you uh, letting me share with your audience. And it's a great show. You know, I look forward to, to future episodes. And I'm sure your audience gets a lot of value every time you put a shout out there, Andy. It's been fantastic. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.